Welcome back to another episode of Brewers Babes, a Milwaukee Brewers and baseball fan podcast for babes by babes. I'm Erin. I'm Lisa. And uh, let's cut right to the chase here. Corbin Burns was traded to the Orioles this week. Oh, my God. We've had a couple of days now to think about it. And I know the fan reaction was... And the fan reaction was what Brewers fans always do, which is massively overreact. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> our, our little corner of the internet was on fire, similarly to when we lost Craig Council. Like, Here, yeah. Here's the thing, though, is like we don't have as many all-stars as other division champs. And so when we lose one of our all-stars, I think it's a bigger bigger deal in our heads. And we move right into like, you know how they say like when you move into flight or fright, your brain takes away the ability to reason you just don't have it <laughs> that's why you can't like fight with your spouse after you've been all worked up right you know what i mean because like it does, it's not gonna work just cool off and then you can think calmly uh-huh. i think that's what happened collectively to the brewers fandom you're probably right for that yeah. day and for yep. some people continuing into the next day that was so funny my phone was blowing up i had so many people texting me what the fuck what the fuck i'm like i don't know i don't know <laughs> hold on i gotta think about it i gotta think about it and then i'll get back to you Oh my god! So now that we've all had time to think about it and do some research, are you? How are you feeling about it? I'm into it. You know, like we knew it, we've been talking about a Corbin Burns trade since last year. At this time, we thought it was going to happen last year, and it didn't. And then all off season, we've just been sitting. It was such a weird off season. We've been sitting here just waiting for moves to happen, waiting for stuff to happen. And then they kept saying, like, no. Corbin's going to pitch on opening day. He's going to pitch on opening day, and we're like, okay, all right. And in my brain, I'm thinking like he's going to walk at the end of the season. He's going to be a free agent. He already said, no matter what team I go to, I'm not going to consider extensions. I'm just going to test the market. And I'm like, the longer we hold on to this guy, the less he's going to be worth. The further we get into the season, he's going to be worth less and less and less. So I was, I'm shocked that we waited this long. Actually, Like I'm okay with it because I was like, it's going to happen anyway. If it's not going to happen now, it's going to happen later. Like I'm surprised it took so long. So I don't know. I was surprised when it happened, but but I'm not actually surprised. It made sense to me as a trade piece because we only had Corbin for one more year anyway. Yep. He already wanted to see what he could do elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, an hour after the trade was announced, his Instagram story was a picture of him in an Orioles jersey. <laughs> like, dude is ready to go. And why shouldn't he be? The Orioles are a hot team. They were the team to beat last year. I'm excited for them. I like the Orioles. I always have. I think I always will. They have new ownership now, which like we can talk about how it feels to have a a private equity firm be the firm that owns your baseball team. But (laughs) the Angelos family was clearly not able to give that team what they needed. And I know that O's fans are very excited about this new change in leadership. So I'm going to ride this wave with them for a little bit and be glad that Corbin is there and be glad that we actually got some decent talent locked up with him. Yes, absolutely. And I, I love I love this for the Orioles as well, because, you know, like you said, their their ownership has transitioned in the past week. And that's the first thing they did was go get a fucking ace. Like what a, what an awesome message to send to your fans who have been. Yeah, Mark, you know, what an awesome message to send to your fans. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I'm just like, man, Orioles fans got to be fucking happy right now. And the, you're right. They were the team to beat last year. They should have gone further into the postseason than they did. I mean, I feel like they were I feel like a lot of us were robbed. I don't want to talk about last year anymore but happy second um, season by the way <laughs> yes i should have said that at the beginning welcome to season two of brewers games i know i'm so excited to be doing this 
<laughs> yes, we've moved on from last season. We're on a whole new one. But uh, yeah, like, you know, I love I love to see a team that's like, okay, this is what we needed. This is, you know, we made it this far and we're going to try again next year. I don't know. It reminds me like, remember the Royals almost won the World Series in 2014. And then the next year they were like, well, we're going to we're going to figure out what the missing link was and we're going to do it next yeah. year. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, cub- it was a Cubs a in 2016, that- too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yep. Exactly. So I love I love that for the Orioles. They're like, okay, well, what's what's the piece? What do we need that's going to get it done this year? And I think they went out and got it. And I'm excited to see how they do. It's interesting because I felt like I felt like and I feel like most Brewers fans felt like that's what we did when we signed um, Reese Hoskins like the week right. before. Look at us picking up pieces. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, we're like, oh, man, all we need like we didn't do a uh, we didn't do a holiday episode like we did last year. But I remember last year we were like, my holiday wish is to get a catcher who can hit. And then we got William Contreras. And I, if we had done a holiday episode, we would have. We would have been like, well, we need a first baseman who could hit. And then we'd be like, we got one. You know what I mean? And then whiplash to like, sign, you know, signing this big bat first baseman. And then all of a sudden trading. Mm-hmm. You, that, that was the message we got. Like, everybody knows that's what we need. We need a first baseman. We need a big bat. I, we went and got it. And we're like, fuck, yeah, we're going to win this year. Like, that's that's what we need. That's what we're going to do. And then w- in the same week, trading Corbin Burns was just like, I think that was the other thing that made fans. Why like, did you do that? If you just freak got, out. if you just got Reese Hoskins and. Yeah, exactly. I mean, two things. I think I'm really interested to see how Corbin Burns does with Adley Rushman because Victor Caratini was Corbin's guy, like Corbin's guy for the battery. And he's been gone for a while and I will miss him. Mm -hmm. And I think I might be like the only fangirl of Victor Caratini's that that (laughs) I know, but I really like him. So I'll miss him. But Adley and Corbin Burns together is going to be a hot, hot ticket item. And then I know people were also saying like, what does Reese Hoskins think now? Do you think he would have signed if he had known that they were going to trade Corbin Burns, that sort of thing, blah, 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 blah. And I think, look, Reese Hoskins, he is he is a good pickup. He's also somebody who's been injured for a whole year and didn't play for a whole year, you know? Yep. And he mm-hmm. also is a person who hits really well in Milwaukee. Like, he's a, he's a Milwaukee hitter. And so I think he, yes, I think he would have signed either way. Because he said he wanted to come to Milwaukee. And I think it's because he needs to build up his career a little bit more so he has leverage for when when he's ready to leave Milwaukee at the end of this year. Okay, listen. So I got some shit for a comment on Facebook where I was like, I just hope this doesn't turn into a Jesse Winker situation. Because he's such a good ball hitter here. Just like we were saying. We're not the same. Exactly. Not the same player. Not the same injury at all. Like Jesse Winker had some. It was like a a neck injury. He had surgery on his like spine. I have taken everything about Jesse Winker and erased it from my brain to make room for bluey episodes. So, you know, not the same injury, not the same player, but we were talking about again, like this this reminds me of last year at this time we were like Jesse Winker, like nobody hits better than Jesse Winker in Milwaukee. Like he's coming off a whole season off being injured, not the same injury, but like now we're like, oh man, Rizoskins, he hits so well in Milwaukee. He loves to hit the ball in Milwaukee. He hasn't played in a whole year, but I think we're gonna be I think he's gonna be ready to go. Like I'm not I'm not trying to compare the two players, but you can see how yeah. the scenarios have similarities. And so I just don't I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, like ACL uh, repairs are way better than they used to be. Like, surely he's going to be fine. He's excited to play. He said he's excited to get back on the field. He's ready for spring training. But it's like, yeah, I mean, he's I know, we can't ignore the similarities. He's a opinion. bigger name than Jesse Winker ever was. Yeah, but the other mm-hmm. thing that I think is worth looking at is that his defensive stats are not great. Like, he's not a fantastic 
first baseman. He's fine, but like we we didn't get him for his first baseman skills. You know what I mean? We we got him for a bat and for a name that people know to be excited about. I think honestly is like yeah. we're not going to pick up Votto. We're not going to pick up all these other free agents who are still out there for some reason, which is crazy. Yeah, right? but like we'll pick up Reese Hoskins, and then people will know who he is, and they'll be excited because they don't know a lot yeah. about him, but they do know that other people know him. Like he is kind of a baseball name. So. We'll see what he can do. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Right. I'm excited about him, you know, and I also think, I mean, not only does he have a big bat, hopefully that we'll see. Also, he's, he's a great clubhouse guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's going to, he's going to fit right in. I was reading about him the other day and about how like he moved to Philly. He bought a house in Philly and he was like, I am going to live here and these are going to be my people. I'm going to connect with fans. I'm going to connect with the city. That's what I'm like. He, he like made a point to do that and he he has a charity that he donates yeah, to regularly he does it quietly yeah um and so like as soon as he got to philly he like connected with the with the charity the local charity there and he had done so many events and so many appearances with them and so just like yeah oh the, you know, yeah and they made a big deal about how he bought a house in philly and he lived there in the off season which is like not a lot of baseball players live in cold places in the off season when they can go somewhere where's nice um so like, um, where did he grow up I don't know. That's because if question. I grew up in the Dominican, I would be like, I'm not staying in Milwaukee the, for the winter. But if I grew up in like I remember Michigan, I'd be like, sure, why not? I was reading about uh, Craig Council before he um, left and went to the Cubs. And like one of the, I think it was The Athletic that I was reading. And they were like, Council, who lives in Milwaukee even right. in the winter? <laughs> it's like, it made a big deal. I was like, yeah. So Council. But but he's like, yeah, I'm I'm ready to do that in Milwaukee. Like I'm psyched to come here and connect with fans, connect with the city. Like that's what I do. Like he's gonna be such a good get in in that way too. I think he's gonna be awesome as a a leader, uh, you know, a, a good clubhouse guy and somebody who fans are gonna be excited about for multiple yeah. reasons. So I'm into it. I'm into Speaking it. Speaking of good clubhouse guys, do we want to talk about the next rumor that we're hearing? Oh my god, sure. <laughs> No, no, <laughs> no. Okay, so the rumor is, and this is, we're, so we're recording this on Sunday afternoon, and this just came out on Twitter, is that the Brewers are telling other teams that Willie is up for trade. Now listen, two things. One, this is being reported from Bob Nightingale, so take it with the biggest grain of salt that you have in your kitchen. <laughs> okay. But number two, this is also something that we have talked about before. In fact, last season when we did our when we did our sausage race, we I said between Willie and Freddie, who were the last two up, maybe we should pick Willie because this might be the last year he could win it because he might not be a brewer next year. Right. I remember you saying that. Yeah. I so it's you not that. totally unexpected that this would happen, but as Maybe like I know Willie is your favorite, so yes, I haven't talked to you about this at all. All I did was send you the article. Tell me what you're thinking. We were talking about this. I mean, we're we're looking at we were talking about this last year. We're looking at Corbin Burns. We're looking at Willie Adamas. They both be, become free agents at the end of this year. We you know we have control over them for one more year. And I know he wasn't hitting well last year. And like when you look at his stats from. 2022 to 2023 it's a it's it's insane like his his hitting stats are like completely different he's like a different player he so did like, get hit in the face early in the season that's true. I'm, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i but i still think that he is an awesome package deal for anybody like shortstops who can hit who play the field well and are amazing like he's an amazing clubhouse guy 
I think that he can still, wherever he goes, he can still command a, a big salary. We've been talking about Burns and Adamas for a whole fucking year. When are you going to extend these guys? Are you going to extend them? Are you going to extend them? When are we going to extend Willie? When are we going to offer him an extension? And he's like, I want to stay in Milwaukee. This is where I want to play. I want to stay here and nothing. And so like once Corbin got traded, then like the very next thing is like, okay, well, what about Willie? And what about Devin Williams? You know, like all these people are like, all these articles are popping up about these. And I'm like, I'm I'm not surprised to see it, especially and like I'm gonna go out on a big limb here. We traded Corbin Burns for a middle infielder and a pitcher. So like and a thirty fourth draft pick, Aaron. Don't forget the thirty fourth draft pick. <laughs> but uh, like, are we replace? Are those their replacements? Did we get a replacement Willie and a replacement Corbin in that trade? And now we can go trade Willie for, I don't know what we could get for him. Like, I I don't know what to think. I would be sad. But I'm also like, I wouldn't be super surprised because this is how we operate. You know what I mean? Like, this is how the Brewers do it. Like, it's it's frustrating because it's like we got Corbin Burns. We, we're going to trade him and we're, we're going to be really, really good in 2025. Like, D.L. Hall is going to be fucking he is awesome nasty. He is nasty. next year. Yes. Yeah. And the Brewers are so good at developing pitching and catching talent. Like, we're, we're going to take we're going to take this kid to the next level and he's going to be amazing. Right. But. Maybe next year. Everything you know what I mean? Maybe next year. So it's like, everything is maybe next year. Everything with the Brewers all it the time. Have like, to be like, like that. Constantly. It doesn't have to be like that. It's how we operate. It's how we do it. We always do it. We always have to be thinking about like, okay, but it sucks because it's like there was a couple there was a couple of years where it felt like the Brewers were actually building something and were not just acting as a farm system for bigger teams who were willing to spend money. Right. And now it's kind of starting to feel like that way again, but I'm gonna wait and see about this Willie thing. And I think like, I'm not okay with Willie being traded, even though, yeah, he didn't have a great year last year and his stats were down, but Willie Adamas personifies what it means to be a brewer in that clubhouse for so many players. And when you look at like Corbin and Willie, the way I think of it is like when Corbin came to Milwaukee, Milwaukee made him better. When Willie came to Milwaukee, Willie made Milwaukee better, you know? And so like, I don't, want him to go. I don't want him to leave. I don't think that that is the sort of thing you can replicate at all. And I think it's, I think it's worth it to the rest of the team to keep him there. But I also understand that like, these are the chips that people are playing with when they're not willing to, to put in for it. I, I don't know. I'd love to get to vote for him one more year in the sausage race. I actually had a dream about Willie Adamas last night. Oh, did so maybe this is telling not that kind of dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, maybe if I would have slept a little bit longer, it would have it would have gone somewhere. <laughs> but no, in my dream, he was just he was sitting next to me in like an empty theater talking to me about soccer. Oh, I was like, okay, that was a whole dream, just me and Willie talking about soccer. That still sounds it was wonderful, really hot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so anyway, yeah, I, I hope they don't trade him. I hope they don't trade him at least before this episode comes out because then we'll have to then we'll have to do another one, re-record again. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I don't and like like I don't I don't give a shit. I mean, every you know, there's always the fans that are like, "Oh, trade Willie. He's not productive at the plate anymore. Like he's he can't hit. Fucking trade him." Like as as soon as as soon as a player has any sort of dip in, especially at the plate, people are like, "Oh, trade him. Get rid of him." But like. We have given so much love to Willie Adamas on this podcast. Like he, you're right. He totally personifies what what it means to be a brewer and a player. And yeah, like you said, like he made Milwaukee better. They were they were literally calling it the Adamas effect when when he got 
yeah. when he came over and started playing for us like like it lifted the team almost immediately they were like oh so there's like before willie and the after willie and like look yeah. at how much better we are i mean he's i, I he's the type of person who makes best friends with the guy that he sent to replace yeah like you don't yep. see that in baseball you just don't see it so i don't know yeah i don't i don't it bums yeah. me out to think about. Totally. Same with Devin. Don't trade Devin Williams. We can't trade Devin do Williams. It. That's do fucking do stupid. It. That's fucking stupid. Like, don't that's, do it. No. We no. Uh-huh. What are we? No. What are we gonna do then? Like, come on. I don't know. And oh, I'm there's just no so- way you can trade Devin Williams and be like, we want to contend this year. No, you exactly. don't. You're you just totally traded. Right. You just traded three people. Yep. I'm assuming the Devin trade happens after the Adams trade in this imaginary scenario yes. in my head. This is, this is Corbin Burns is the first domino to fall. It's gonna be Willie and then Devin pretty soon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hope not. I hope that's not the case. What would we do? What would we do without Devin Williams? I'm just like, I'm also, I'm looking at our starting rotation because this leaves a gaping hole, right? That's the other thing. It's like, okay, like I get it. He's got, like, we knew this was coming. He's going to walk at the end of the year anyway. Let's let's get something while the getting's good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, so we got Freddie, obviously. Um, Miley, Colin Ray, they are saying that um, Aaron Ashby's going to start this year. They are saying. Right, but we don't know. He's been injured all year. Like, we don't know. So right. that's poor. Mm-hmm. Adrian like, Hauser. Adrian Hauser is gone. Yeah, he's a Met now. We're going to need a new resident cutie, by the way. I vote for Monasterio, but. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no question. Yeah, I mean, at first I was like, it's great that these all these players have avoided arbitration. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do they all avoid arbitration? Hmm. hmm. Just trying to get them. I don't know. You don't want to. You don't want to sour it before. You know what I mean. You don't sure. want to. You don't want to. You don't want to go to arbitration and tell the rest of the teams <sighs> this player's not worth. I don't even what wanna, he wants. I don't even so, want to relive that from last year. I don't even want to talk right. about it. I mean, I think like that's a lot of the reason why a lot of these players didn't go to arbitration because the Brewers wanted to project that these players are very valuable and that they're willing to put in for them so they can trade them away for more value. Right. But I don't know. <sighs> Uh, so like the lineup, I don't know. I think that Hall is a contender. Okay, for a starter, I think. I'm just like I don't know when they when they signed Colin Ray for another year. I was like, okay, cool. Like he was great last year when we needed him. He filled in when people were injured. When Woody was injured, he filled in. He started. I'm like he could be a really great bullpen arm. Like he's kind of a fill in stopgap kind of guy. And now I'm like, oh shit, is he like one of the five now? Like like. That's not what I expected his role to be when when they signed him. I didn't expect him to be like in the rotation, but I don't know. I I am happy that they signed uh, Miley for another year. Fucking psyched about that. Oh yeah, that was like one of the first ones that he signed too, right? Yes. Well, we don't have Woody anymore, and I think Woody is maybe like finished in he baseball for a while. Yeah. Well, he's gonna be out all year. It was a right. It was a season-ending injury, right? He's gonna be out all of 2024 anyway. Yeah. So who knows if he will come back and and in what and in what state? So there, I mean, there is a big gap. He's a he's a free agent now, right? Yeah. So I don't know. The rotation looks different. I will tell you one thing though. We said at the we said last year we ran some numbers, did the whole stat thing, and realized that Freddie has a much better chance of winning a game if he starts the series instead yep. of Burns. Yeah, I remember you saying right. that. So Freddie maybe now is our starter starter. He's probably going to start opening day. Opening day starter. That's going to be awesome. Cannot wait for that for him. So I'm super psyched for all the Freddie Peralta that we're going to see this season. Like that's the face. How excited. I know. (laughs) 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 A little cherry for me. Yes. Fuck yeah. So we have slept on it 
and we're cool with Corbin Burns trade. It made sense. I think we, I don't know. And I talked to a lot of people and a lot of like non-Brewers people. Um, my friend who's a Braves fan, but he's a very, very smart baseball guy was like, he texted me right away and he was like, this is awesome. Like you guys won this trade. I was like, oh, sweet. Okay. You it know, feel like, like we ha- it does feel like, you know, we get them for six, what, six years, right? So yeah, that's a big, a big deal. Cause we had Corbin, we were going to maybe have him for one year and then he was going to walk and we'd get nothing. You know, mm-hmm. we'd, we yeah. would have him for a year and that'd be it. And so it's like, now we get these two guys. We've controlled them for six whole years. Hall is going to be amazing. Like I'm, I'm very excited about it. People have been talking about him for years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, and you know, we got this young rookie team. Let's throw a couple more in there and let's bring them all up together. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Just like the Packers. Just know, the baby teams now. That's everywhere. true. The Packers are the youngest team in the NFL this past year. Know, you yeah. know that? And it's, but, but it's so, it's also been feeling great for both that like, I'm like, all right, like this year I'm like, okay, rebuild year. Fuck. Well, both my teams are going to be rebuilding, but we still, we still got to the postseason in both sports. Like we're rebuilding, but we're still, we're still doing good. You know what I you mean? What, like, you know what that last, that last Packers game felt like to me, like, <sighs> Who we played the Giants. Um, it felt like that series at the, the Niners. Brewer- oh yeah. So we played the Niners, yeah. It was it felt like that series where the Brewers played the Braves and we lost two out of three, mm-hmm. but we played so well. They were like, dang, I feel like I won that series. Yeah. You know? Like that's what it kind of reminded me of. Packers are like, Oh, we we played pretty well. I I feel good about this, even though we definitely lost. I'm so I'm so I know this isn't a Packers podcast, but I am fucking psyched about the Packers. Like I am I cannot believe like that game against the Cowboys just blew my fucking yeah. mind. And we were at um we went to the the premier Packers bar in DC to watch it and like it was just jam-packed full of Packers fans and everybody was chanting and cheering and screaming and like I thought we were gonna lose and then like I did not think we were going to get that far. Like the fact that we made it to the postseason at all. Right. That's what I'm saying. Again. It's like, oh, I feel like I, we feel like we won this. Yeah. Really fuck didn't. yeah. I'm like, right. if we can get there, if Jordan loves Packers can get to the playoffs. That's that's a win. And then they, you know, I'm like, man. So I don't know. I'm sorry. We don't need to talk about the Packers. But like, I was really psyched about it. And so like, I'm feeling kind of the same way about the Brewers. Like, yeah, we're a young team. We're the rookie team. Like, oh, we got to play the game where we trade away our ace to get some prospects who are going to be good in like a year like this is how we always mm-hmm. fucking do it like when are we going to get there but like it hasn't felt like a serious rebuild since like i don't know 2015 you know what i mean so like far. so far yeah it was bad I mean, for a while and it's been good for a long time we're gonna be a young team for mm-hmm. a while because we just signed one of the youngest players but we signed him for eight years yes yes so I'm excited. I mean, I'm really excited about Jackson Churio. Me too. I don't. It's weird because I'm like, I want somebody seasoned. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I want to know. I want to see somebody hit and throw an MLB right. ball in the major league. And then I'm also like, fucking Jackson Churio. Yeah. I'm locked up. Let's go. And but. I think it's because I don't know. I remember where I saw it, but I remember somebody saying he's a supermarket. You got it's. He's got everything you need. <laughs> like <laughs> total cute. total package kid. I mean, he's about to be twenty. His birthday's the day after yours. Is it? Yeah. Oh man. So wish I was yeah, going to You should celebrate together. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's two days before Jamie's birthday, right? I always remember Jamie's birthday because it's right around mine. Yeah, three days before yours. Or three yep. days after yours. Yep. But yeah, this like I don't know. I'm excited about Cheerio. He's 
climbed this ladder so fast, and yeah. I don't know if he would have done it in other teams, mm-hmm. or if the Brewers were just like, let's keep moving you up. But such a cool story too, because like the Brewers picked him up, and they were like, no, trust me, like trust me on this kid. Like he mm-hmm. he didn't look like he didn't look like anything special at first. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably because he was like. 16 yeah 16 but they were like they were like take a chance take a chance (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah like and i know you sent it to me so i know you watched it but i watched it a while back to the um the highlight that they did on him that was so oh the freshman thing yeah yeah really good you're like what do you think about when people say you're the number one prospect he's like yeah yep (laughs) (laughs) it's cute i I love him yeah, I'm psyched. But this it's, it's it's an interesting thing here because now we are flush with outfielders. You know, Yelly's obviously going to be in left. And then we got Weimer, Freelich, Garrett Mitchell probably coming back. Now we got Churio. Like, how many outfielders do we need? Who's going to play every day? Who are we going to hold gonna on end, to? I think Yelly's going to end up DHing a lot. He did have a good year in the outfield right. last year, but he's older. His bat was hot last year. Yeah. I think he's probably going to be DHing a lot of the time. Yeah, you're probably right. Do you want to talk a little bit more about Jackson Churio? Because he is the fifth teenager in the minors since 1958 to have at least 20 homers and 40 steals in a season. Whoa. Last last season, he was 22 and 44. Damn. Uh, fifth in the minors since the 50s and the first since Ronald Acuna Jr. Oh, shit. Like All right. Seven years ago. So he's fast. He's got a, He's got a great bat. Like he's been really good at fastballs, and I think it's because, I mean, maybe because like people have been able to see him play during his formative years. You know what I mean? Like sixteen mm. is so young, but he's been able to work with a professional staff for the last four years. So his speed has been getting better. His control over his swing has gotten better and better. And like I was watching some highlight reels of him, and the dude can hit the ball anywhere in the field. Like almost half of his homers last year were opposite field homers. Wow. And he's hitting for power. So, okay. I don't know. so for having the largest contract ever for a player to have never, ever played a major league game, like I feel if this is where we're going to take our risks, then I'm okay with it. I'm I don't think, it. I don't think he's going to start, though. I don't think he's going to start an opening day. No. Mm-mm. If he if, if Craig Council was still manager, I'd say definitely not. I don't know how Pat Murphy is going to do it. Or Ricky Weeks. We haven't even talked about it. this. Yeah. We haven't had an episode where we talked, like the last time we talked, besides the City Connects, we were like, Craig Council left. What do we do now? We haven't even acknowledged the fact that we know who the manager is now and the associate manager. Associate manager, Ricky Weeks. Ricky Weeks. <laughs> he said, let's fucking go. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to That's interrupt right. you. <laughs> I'm excited about Ricky Weeks more than I'm about Pat Murphy, honestly. Me too. Well, I think the reason that Ricky Weeks. nostalgia. I think the reason that Ricky Weeks is associate manager is actually just means next in line to be manager in 2025. Like, why don't they just hire him as manager then? I don't know. They gotta. I don't know why. <laughs> don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> he needs some experience. But that was the thing. He was supposed to be bench coach, right? Mm-hmm. But they like we changed the term to associate manager because he's going to do so much more than be a bench coach. Great. I'm psyched. Oh yeah. man, I love me some Ricky Weeks. Me too. When I first when I first moved to Milwaukee is kind of when Ricky Weeks started declining a little bit and so my first uh my first impressions of him were just kind of like who is this guy who cannot hit or throw a ball <laughs> but <laughs> now like, the 11 team that we love so much you know yeah. what i mean and yeah. he came up he came up with that with that class of like you know Corey hart <laughs> prince fielder ryan braun like yeah but, but i don't know i'm 
we have gone to the postseason and as far into the postseason since then, like in 2018. But like, there's there's something special about that 2011 team. I don't know. Maybe it's Nigel Morgan and Giovanni Gallardo. I'm just like really memorable personalities. Yeah. Anyway. Um, The only other thing about Jackson Cheerio that I want to note is that even though I don't think he's going to start opening day, and I might be wrong, like they might want to just show him off right away Mm -hmm. and see what he can do and give him a little swagger. And I think that would be cool. I'd like to see it. But if they don't, he will need at least 130 at-bats or 40 days on the roster before September 1st to be eligible for Rookie of the Year. Oh, okay. Which I think he's probably going to be in contention for. Yeah. Uh, let me knock on some wood here. <laughs> and if he wins, we get an extra draft pick after the first round. So. Sweet. Yeah, I can't imagine he wouldn't meet those requirements as long as he stays healthy. But, you know, it's it's so weird to be like, yeah, we have a possible Rookie of the Year and we have a bat at first base, and we also don't have our Cy Young Award winner anymore. Like, it's just, yeah. I get why the fan base is like, what is happening right. here? Just, but it's just like when you're a Brewers fan, you just kind of got to roll with it because this is the way that they take their apple bites. Absolutely. You're totally right. Like the, the Corbin thing, like, yeah, people were upset. I had a lot of people who were texting me who were upset. One one lady who I know who lives here, she's a Brewers fan, but she lives here. Um, She's like, what the fuck? And she's like, I just hope that somebody smarter than me is making the right kind of decisions. I'm like, I know what you mean. Like, you know, like, but this this is how we roll. This is how we do it. Like, yeah. it makes sense to me as someone who's been paying attention for a long time. Like, we we can't we can't just we can't just use him for the year and then let him walk away. We have to, we mm-hmm. have to, we have to bargain our I don't know what the words that I'm trying to, you know what I mean? We gotta we have to leverage as much as we can to to limp by. Yeah, you know because I mean? how else is Mark Adonazio going to afford to buy golf otherwise? <laughs> how is he going to buy another soccer team? <laughs> if we don't trade Corbin Burns, how will he buy a soccer team? God damn it. Help. Help his family. <laughs> Help him out. Give him half a billion dollars for some stadium repairs. Help a dude out. Oh, yeah. Those stadium repairs. That's happening. Did you see we're getting another screen? Oh my gosh, I've seen the screen. It's huge and it looks awesome. Well, I mean, we're getting a big, a big It's screen, up. It's out. And then there's another one in right field. Smaller screen in right field. What is that yeah. for? Being Do we awesome. Need it? I don't know. I can't wait you to tell see me. What they you do go to it. games there. I don't. The thing is, is like whenever I go to those games, the place where I cannot see the screen at all is in right field. So I'm like, what are you doing putting this big old thing in right right I still can't see anything. We need one behind the plate for when we're, <laughs> when we're sitting in the bleachers because I have no fucking idea what's going on when I'm in the bleachers. Oh, well, there's mean, supposed to be new stuff. The there's supposed to be new stuff behind the plate. I don't know. We'll see. Like, I think I go to one of the first games on the sometime in early April. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited about the giant the the giant jumbotron thing and and see what they do because is this the first needed? But is this the first jumbotron? upgrade since uh, we went I, I remember they upgraded it in like 2012 or something like that was the last time like is this Probably. the first Domotron upgrade since then like yeah okay all right it's pretty it's pretty I was, small i mean <laughs> is it small no or, it, was, small. it was fine like it's i, I didn't actually didn't actually bother me that much i don't God, what I, this, what I like bigger, about- this sucks <laughs> This maybe be, I would really be enjoying this game if the Jumbotron was bigger. We maybe if we put jumper? a giant TV here. Like a big like, one. Oh, we, yeah. have, we don't notice what you're doing to the team here because look at how awesome the There's two signal TVs. on this TV is. Yeah, we got two <laughs> now. There's two TVs now. We can distract you over here. We're just going to put it over there. <laughs> That's the big, the big TV and right is just going to be the pitch clock counting down. 
No, the big TV <laughs> is going to be Mark Adonazio's soccer team <laughs> games. <laughs> That's it. That's gonna be... Oh, my God. Or just like Paige Spiriak just hitting golf balls. Yep. The whole time. That's all. Playing the X-Golf or whatever. I don't know. So that's the other yeah. thing. Yeah, I was like, okay, Miller Park updates. Sweet, we're gonna get another X Golf. Is that what that thing is yeah. called? It's basically they- right now. It's just basically like a a golfing range that people sometimes play baseball in. Yes, it's like a so top golf. It's gonna be with baseball on the side. Yeah, you can watch a baseball game while you're hitting top. Yeah, why don't we get a top <laughs> golf there? <laughs> just put it in there. We got room. Mark yeah, probably has lot. one. Yeah, probably gonna put one up in the parking lot. Don't no, they'll never develop at the parking lot into anything else. They need it for parking. They need it for parking. Don't and you know? listen, like I know. But we love to tailgate. Like that's part of the experience. There's so many op- there's always open spaces in at the parking lot though. And part of the reason why I think is because Milwaukee bars have such a fantastic shuttle system. That's like, true. So many people come to the games with their shuttle. Like their shuttle system is as good or better than many public transit systems. Like they have that shit figured out. It is timely. Yeah, dude. It is like you know where you're going. You you know when it's gonna come. You don't have to check an app to see why the bus is 10 minutes late. Like they got that shit on lockdown. They don't they don't need as much parking as they have, but we've talked about this already. Yeah, we've talked about it. But the tailgating is it's not a uniquely Brewers experience because you can tailgate at Royals games. You can tailgate at Phillies games. You know, people do it, but it's... We just do it better here. We do it better. Yeah. yeah. Because we just... We... I don't even live there anymore. We do summer so much better. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, summer in Milwaukee is, like, an incredible experience. Like, every fucking day, everyone is out. Like, the whole neighborhood's out. Like, you go... If it's nice out, it's like, everybody's outside. Mm-hmm. We have all... We have all called in sick, and we're riding our bikes, and we're tailgating, and we're going to baseball games, and we're listening to you on the radio. Like... It's- it's 50 degrees out, so I'm in my tank top. I'm in a tank top. I'm going, going to the beach. Sandals. Uh-huh. <laughs> going to Bradford Beach. And maybe that's why I'm so okay with what the Brewers are doing to this roster. I was like, you know what? It's almost summer. Everything is better in the summer. And yeah. baseball gets to happen. I don't know. Plus, we have a ton of prospects now because of these two guys. Now, we have we have the seven prospects in the top 100, which is more than any other team. That's amazing. We just yeah. got to hold on to them long enough. and not just develop them into a great player that we then trade away to another team that's definitely what we'll do but at least we'll get to watch them develop yes it just feels like that's what we it just feels like that's our i was you know when we signed reese hoskins i was really excited just because that that felt really out of character for the brewers because i have said that we go like bargain bin shopping at the end of the off season like that's what we do there's the difference between reese hoskins and jesse winker what the bargain bin yes the jesse winker there it was is. The bargain bin <laughs> deal he was a, everything must go clearance sorry sticker. colton sorry colton <laughs> uh, so but i was like yeah i think that's yeah that was another reason why people were so fucking excited about hoskins is like oh shit like man, whoa all right yeah we're doing it we're not yeah. just bargain bin shopping you know Jay- jacob mizrowski might i mean he might end up in the rotation speaking of like gaps in the rotation you know he's a righty starting pitcher okay he's good jacob mizrowski is one of our one of the top seven in our prospects he's a righty starting pitcher he last year i think he was like all of the a's triple double and single a but like so i watched a bunch of highlights of him and he's six seven 
so he's you know fair, he's fairly tall but dude, yeah. his wingspan like his finger to finger wingspan is like seven feet long he is like got such a wingspan wow it's incredible and so i think what that means is like his release extension catches yeah. the batter off guard because it gets to the plate so much faster than they expected sure. and he he throws a high 90 so like those two things combined is is badass and then you can see like you watch his fastball and his slider and they're like exactly the same until the last millisecond. Ooh. So they have like really similar release points, but then his fastball kind of like almost like tails up a little bit. And then his like slider just spins right down towards a lefty's back foot. You know what I mean? It goes, whoop, yeah. which is, which is really like, I don't know. It's a cool fucking pitch to see. And I know he's got a curve. I didn't really see much of the curve, but he played in that futures game last year. I don't know if you watched that. The like futures game with all the prospects. He hit like 101 on his fastball. So I know he uh, walks a lot, and that's like the major red flag for him. But he also has access to the Milwaukee Pitch Lab. So I think if they can help him, like they did with Corbin, make a few adjustments with his control. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna miss having a gap in the lineup so much. You know, yeah, not gonna feel the sting of Corbin and Woody being gone so much with him. Oh, also, Aaron, you know what? You should like he's tall. You should check him out because he's also like. Thin, so he's the very much that lanky type that you ask about the socks. You were talking about seven, I was like, all right, all right, I can picture that. <laughs> I haven't seen him with his socks up, but I think you. he could he could pull off the way that you like socks to look. Yeah. Then the other people we have lined up is we have Jefferson. So people say Jefferson Cuero, and I just want to note that his name is Jefferson Quero, like it's not Qua. It's a K. It's Kero. Jefferson. Jefferson Kero. He's a, he's a catcher. He won the gold glove last year in the minor league. He's like the best defensive catcher in the minors. So, which, you know, we should expect because we know how great the Brewers are at developing catchers and stuff. But, like, he has so much natural talent already. And the way that you can see him frame pitches, I think, should be, like, the argument that baseball fans have against having robot umps. Okay, I was going to ask you about that because I know that you were, you you know, this is it. earlier this season you were pro-robot ump. Yeah, because I hate the way the umpires make the calls. Well, yeah, we but all like, do. <laughs> if you didn't, If you didn't want to do that, I like, watch how this guy frames pitches. I love it's that. great. He's also got an 85% contact rate in the zone. Whoa. Yeah, he did like half of his stint in the minor league last year as a DH, so. Oh, shit. You know, yeah. I also saw him in spring training last year, and that's the thing that I most remember about him was how like coy and cute he was. He was like I was getting autographs from people, and he was kind of like standing off. <laughs> <laughs> he was like looking over, like, should I offer my autograph, or is that weird because I'm a minor league player? You know, I think he was maybe invite only. Didn't want to pull a Hobbs Hobbs Johnson. Didn't want to be Hobbs Johnson and just <laughs> grab your hat. <laughs> you want an autograph? <laughs> you want my autograph, right? Right. Aaron, your hat. Like, who is that? <laughs> Johnson. No. So I don't know. So I don't know. We have a couple of them, and then we have Tyler Black, who's an infielder. He's a Canadian. So love that. Love more Canadians on the team. Where's Abraham Toro now? I don't know where he is. Oh man, where is he? Do we still have him? I don't. Think I'm not sure. Well, I'm not sure. Either. But Tyler Black, I know a lot of people are saying he might be our solution for a third baseman because he's an infielder, but he his profile for a corner infielder is so strange because he's like he's athletic for sure, but he doesn't have like the the build that comes with a first baseman. Do mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like yeah. 
He's not stocky. He's very, very, very fast. He stole uh, 55 bases last year. Wow. 50, 55 bases, which is like just silly. Yeah. You know what I mean, like ridiculous. He doesn't have like a great arm either, mm. you know? So it's like, it's that strange that he he doesn't like have a spot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the thing that I thought was the weirdest about him is that like, I mean, I didn't see a lot of video of him, but I did look at some stats and I know that they don't tell the whole story. So there's something missing here for me, which is just like strange is that his metrics don't indicate that he should hit for power. His like exit velocity is something like 85 miles per hour or something, which is below average. But his slugging percentage in Nashville was 514 and his OPS was 942. And that's like Juan Soto levels. Yeah, dude. So I don't I don't know how it happens. I know that he hits the ball kind of soft and not for power a ton. Hmm. I don't know why he's getting numbers like that. I know he doesn't chase. He doesn't whiff. He is great. He's being looked at for both first and third. So like I see him in the lineup as a bat. So maybe that'll be our DH. I, I don't understand where he fits in in the corners yet. So we'll Interesting. See. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm getting so psyched. I'm getting so psyched. Yeah, just like last year we had you talking about baseball. I'm getting so excited. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that's gonna be great. I know. I'm wait for that. Yeah. And then we have Robert Gasser, who's the only lefty prospect. Okay. That we have. He's a pitcher. He's part of the hater trade. Oh. Yeah. So I tried to go through and watch videos of his like pitches, but I ran out of time. And I just this man has so many pitches. But I just couldn't really keep track of them all. He has a fastball, a sinker, a curve, a cutter, a slider. Like, I don't think he has a signature pitch. All his pitches do move differently. And I know that no batter got an extra base hit off of his sinker last year. Whoa. Which is badass. Also, his dad was a pitcher selected by the Brewers in the 80s. What? Yeah, which is cool. I don't that think he played. Cool. I think he had like a, a some sort of injury before he got to play. But that's cool. Speaking of lefties and pitchers, can we just take a moment to mention where Brent Suter is now? Because oh, I feel yeah. like we haven't talked about him in a minute. That's true. <laughs> He's home. He's home. He is home. Aww. Oh, my God. Back in Cincinnati. He looks better in blue than red. But yeah. he seems very happy. That'll be cool. I'm just excited because we're going to see him more because he's in yeah. a division. So I'm going to get I'm going to get the opportunity to watch him pitch a lot more than I did last year when he was a Rocky. Yeah. And... Yeah. Cincinnati is one of the ballparks that we haven't been to yet, so it's on our list this summer to go to. I have not been either, and we need to do this because the Brewers are playing in Cincinnati Labor Day weekend. Oh, let's that's do it. Four, that's a four-day weekend for me. Let's like, do it. Let's fucking go. I'm in. Maybe we'll see him. We'll, we, we'll, we'll get tickets to the whole series. Maybe we'll see him play, pitch. That'd be so be fun. Like, hey, Brent, remember us? Hey, Brent. We want you to we're remember us. Right kind of do. <laughs> we saw you in D.C. We seen you in fucking Colorado. <laughs> now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because we got that new shirt with the hearts on it you oh know with the brewers names but burns mm-hmm. is, is on it and adamas is on it too we might have to take them off do we just put old brewers on there and say fuck it do we just stick like suitor oh suitor yeah they, yeah let's just let's fill it all with old brewers old like brewers. no no current brewers at all <laughs> no, <laughs> sort of been traded. all the ones that we missed hater uh fucking yeah suitor yeah good idea well other things to look forward to in 2024 besides all of these prospects that you've given an amazing rundown of, and I'm super fucking excited. We have got some um, rule tweaks 
coming up in 2024. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. These came out like a month ago, so we're a little behind, but we have not reacted to them yet Look, as a and team. I, I have... I've done the dives on the prospects and I have not heard a thing about the rules. I know that you sent them to me like mm-hmm. two months ago. Like the the moment they became right. available, I was like, wh- I was like, are they out of their goddamn minds, Lisa? Send. <laughs> like- <laughs> I, I, I think I scrolled through it. I glanced at it. I was doing something else at the time and I never came back to them. And I don't remember. A, I don't remember a thing about the new rules. So this is going to be all new information for me. Okay, we'll get your reaction in real time then. So there are four changes or tweaks. Only one of them does not have to do with the pitch clock. So as you can probably guess, this is the one I'm okay with. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's a change to the runner's lane. They're going to widen it to Uh include the dirt area between the foul line and the infield grass. So the lane is wider. Um, It allows batters to take a more direct path to first and... Um, retain protection from interference. The distance between the foul line and the infield grass will be between 18 and 24 inches in all parks. So there's that. Uh, it's about time. Yeah. It's like that has always been the most confusing rule to me because it seems so arbitrary. Like it's just such an arbitrary interpretation yeah. of it. And like in when they're working so hard to get rid of all nuance in a game and mm-hmm. then they still have that like base running path and what it yeah. is, is, is it just, it's not the full thing from home to first, right? It's just like the second half of the line is what they counted before, where you could only go outside of the foul line and not inside of the foul line. Right. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me. I'm glad they did it. I remember, who was it? A World Series game. Hang on, it's coming to me. Oh my gosh. It was Trey Turner, I think. Who got that? called? Who got called out for running out of the base path and like yeah. he had nowhere else to go because he's a righty and he like has to curve in to get to the base. So this should make yeah. righties reach the base a little faster too. We, I guess we watched like like back to back videos of people getting called for interference or not or running out of the lane um, and it being called in like like in a World Series game where it really fucking matters to make that call correctly, you know, versus whatever. So we've 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 seen describe it's it's frustrating to see like you know those kinds of yeah. subjective yeah. calls. So I'm cool with it. This one makes the most sense to me. Why? It never made sense to me before why you would have a strip of dirt wider than what you're allowed to run on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like in the NFL when you watch a game and they have the yellow line and, you know, and like it's not – the line is not actually on the field. Right, right. <laughs> you know, like the um, you can't actually see this line. You're just making it up in your head. Yeah. So, hmm. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with it. Yeah. Love it. So the other three rules are tweaks to they, – they all have to do with the pace of play. They all have to do with Rob Manfred's desire to speed up the fucking pace, which he did do. We went from an average of like three three and some change hours per game to like two and a half. Like we shaved a good half hour off of every fucking game. And you all know how I feel about the pitch clock. I am not mad that the games are shorter. I'm not like – we did it for a whole year. Not mad about it. It's totally fine. So, but this is crazy because Major League Baseball noted that between April and September, the average time of a game increased seven minutes. Because seven minutes. the pitchers figured out how to fuck with the pitch clock. Yeah. So, so seven. So once they settled in, they settled in. You know, they're like, "Fuck, we gotta like get yeah. rid of the ball. We got a pitch clock going on." They settled in. They found their rhythm. They found their pace. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. 
I am not mad about seven minutes and nobody should be. Seven minutes is not that long, so what guys. Are they, what are they doing to get rid of to get it back down? So um, before they had, um, I just gotta say, seven minutes is not that long, guys. I want every man who's listening to just <laughs> put that in their brain. <laughs> long. It's not long. <laughs> Rob so, was like, oh, that's like an eternity. Oh my god, <laughs> get rid of it. forever. Oh, come on. <laughs> all right so fix that so you know how um you have 15 seconds if there's no runners on base and 20 seconds if there are runners on base they're reducing it from 20 seconds to 18 are they reducing the 15 too no 15 stays they're going from 20 to 18 um, according to the league, pitchers began their deliveries with an average of 7.3 seconds remaining on the timer. So they weren't using the full 20 seconds. Clock will resume after a dead ball when the pitcher receives. Oh, yeah, this is different. So the clock's going to resume after a dead ball when the pitcher receives it, not when he steps on the mound. Ah, uh, so, so he can't he take can't time walk, out walking around the mound. Around the mound anymore. Yeah, yeah. Once he gets the ball, it fucking starts. Yeah. So we're we're going to shave off some seconds with that. I get it. They weren't using the full 20 seconds. What I don't like about this is there have been a lot of complaints or or just questions, questions about is the pitch clock causing more injuries in pitchers? Max Scherzer has been very, very vocal about that, right? Have we seen more injuries or, you know, and, and, and it's kind of all been inconclusive, but what I, so what I really don't like about this is instead of being like, I hear you, like, I get it. Let's get more data. Like, let's, let's study this. Let's, it was like, no, fuck it. Two more seconds off. You know what I mean? Like it's, it just kind of flies in the face of like, it's just sort of like, we don't fucking care. It's not fast enough. And we're shaving two more seconds off. I do know that the players wanted the same amount of time, whether a runner was on or not. Really? Yeah, they did. They wanted it the same. They probably wanted both to be like 20 seconds. So maybe is this just like some sort of weird compromise where like the owners who are on the rules committee were like, okay, let's make it closer by shortening it. Yeah. And like that's a compromise that doesn't really make the point. Right. Exactly. And it's also because like pitchers, you figured out how to use the clock. And so this feels like maybe, I don't know. I know there's players who are on the rules committee who help make the rules. And so this is probably like, you know. Player had players had input about this, but what what I see here is like you're making assumptions about what would help to increase people wanting to attend baseball games and wanting mm-hmm. to come up. And I agree with you. Like I love I love going to a seven o'clock game and being home before like ten thirty. Right. It is. It's great. It's wonderful. I love it. I don't mind the shorter games at all. What I mind is like the assumption that the long games is why people aren't going to baseball games. Totally agree. Like you've got the wrong diagnosis here, or at least you don't have like all the diagnoses here. And you're totally making a agree. lot of assumptions and making a bunch of dumb rules because you are like so stuck on like if this thing was fixed, we would get more butts in the seats yep. when really there's like I can think of 10 other things you could do instead. Totally. I totally agree. I just I just don't like it because I feel like there's a lot of unanswered questions about injuries that that pitchers themselves have raised. And last year they were like, okay, well if they change the pitch clock, like if they're making tweaks to the the seconds on the clock, like if anything, I thought it was going to be longer. At least the same runners runners on or not. Yeah, and so it's like they weren't using those two seconds, but like. Maybe, maybe they were, though. Maybe, maybe they were in her head. Mentally. Exactly. Exactly. And now you're shaving off two more. It's just like, it's so, it's so fucking stupid. For seven minutes. For seven minutes, overall, right. average, 
and we need to shave two seconds off. We need to fuck with this pitcher a little bit more because he wasn't using the full. I, I, I don't know. It just seems we just we just did it. Why do we have to do more? I don't know. Anyway, so that's one. <laughs> you know, you know what the the thing that I found the most interesting about the pitch clock last year was that like it it didn't. I mean, we talked about this a little bit when we started seeing it happen last year, but really like batters had to be in the batter box batter mm-hmm. box ready to go by eight seconds. Yeah. Like it was more onerous for batters a lot of the time. True. You're right. And so maybe like eliminating some of these seconds is like, let's try to make it onerous for everybody. Just make everybody stressed mm-hmm. out. I don't know. <laughs> Just stress everybody out. <laughs> You're right. Some some of the guys are waiting until the very like Scherzer was waiting to the very last fucking millisecond to throw a pitch. You know what I mean? Like I think he was I loved watching though. that. I loved yeah. watching pitchers figure out how to like same work with the clock and like play what? with the clock and play with the like disengagements and all that. Like mm-hmm. I loved that. That was fun. So that yeah. So like I said, like they can't take a walk around the mound now. They can't. You know what I mean? Like once the ball reaches your glove, and there were pitchers last year who were doing that too. Like the catcher receives the ball, and so the pitcher turns his back. Right. Like, so he can have a second because he can't, the clock starts when the ball hits his glove. So he turns around, he takes a walk before he gets the ball back. You know what I mean? Is that, is that what we're going to see more of? I wonder. I mean, it depends on where the ball ends up. It's kind of like how baseball used to be where, where everybody would just like take, so it used to take like 45 seconds between, between um, pitches, you know, just like Mm -hmm. so long. And now they're just kind of like, I don't know trying to get back to some sort of equilibrium there but no but anyway i I, the only reason i don't like it is because i just feel like there's a lot of unanswered questions about injuries and like you're saying like maybe they were using those seven seconds maybe they were using the full 20 seconds mentally which you know early on when we were first talking about this i'm like man if you're gonna fling a fucking 90 mile an hour baseball towards my body like i want you to be mentally prepared to put it in the right spot yeah (laughs) so that i don't get fucking beaned you know Maybe they'll. Maybe they were overthinking it, and they're like, "We need less time to think about it and just do it." Gotta trust my muscle memory here. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just so silly. It's just frivolous. Like twenty seconds, eighteen seconds. Like, oh, oh, it's yeah. It's like it just. It's just silly. It's silly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. The other rule change: um, there will be four mound visits instead of five. Okay. I don't know how many. I actually I should have looked this up, but uh, I don't know how many on average teams were using per game but now we only get four we don't get five anymore um teams will still get a mound visit in the ninth um, even if they've used up all four yeah, they've used up all four they still get a mound oh. visit in the ninth they can still they can still have five or six or seven or i don't i don't know i don't know if there's a limit to how many in the ninth you get but probably one probably one i would guess so i feel like mound visits are something that you just use as timeouts sure but it's, defensive, one. it's one. defensive players can still signal though that they want to use them on visit to stop the pitch clock right yes but you only get four instead of five so whatever like great i don't know i don't know how i feel about it because i should have looked up how many mound visits teams were typically i don't know i've never seen a mound visit change the course of the game do you know what i mean i've never been like oh that must have been a really fucking good mound visit they must have said something really really inspiring because this game has totally shifted since maybe (laughs) since the third baseman ran and told the pitcher to do better you just get rid of them then you want none (laughs) i mean i think it's just like it's just a timeout thing, right? It's just yeah, defensive totally. timeout. They just like who needs a what minute. Do you, what do you think they talk about on the mound? Well, wasn't there a you know like that I don't know. freaks and geeks? Freaks and geeks. When they were like, what do they talk about when they're on the mound? And then when they were all playing, they were like, oh man, we're doing it. <laughs> That's probably it every time. Oh, hey guys, doing it. I don't know. 
It would be nice if they didn't actually have to go to the mound to actually use the little timeout. Well, here's the thing. If we weren't reducing it from 20 seconds to 18 seconds, they wouldn't need a mound visit because he would have enough time to take a breath. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're really tightening it up. Like, that, right. you're, no, you're totally right. Like, what does is, what is, what is the first baseman say to the fucking pitcher? He's not saying anything. He's just giving him a chance to catch his breath and, like, mm-hmm. clear his head and, like, mm-hmm. fucking stand around before or he Or let has somebody else warm up, right? Like, Yeah. Speaking it. of... That was a really good segue, Lisa, right into the next fucking rule oh, no. tweak. Pitchers warming up between innings must face at least one batter before being replaced. This oh, refers to sort of remember talking about this one briefly. This refers to pitchers on the mound. So barring an injury, a pitcher who begins to warm up at the start of an inning. So if we're in between innings and you put some guy out on the mound and he's throwing some warm up pitches, he has to face a batter. You can't put a guy out there and warm him up. And then when you notice that the opposing team is lining up a bunch of pinch hitters and you're like, oh, fuck, I put my lefty out there and warmed him up. And now they put all these guys and like now you can't go to your bullpen and pull somebody else out. Right. You got to face this lefty now. Right. Yes. So previously they could be replaced during after warmups. I want to tell you how many times this happened last season. Think about how many teams and how many games are played in one season. There were 24 times total that this happened last year. 24 times total Mm. out of 162 games, 30 fucking teams that a pitcher that warmed up between innings was replaced before throwing a pitch, adding approximately three minutes of dead time. You think this is full on like a timing thing? It's a totally timing thing. That's what all of this shit is. Three minutes, three minutes of dead time. It's yeah, that's. That's 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 why that's how they're packaging it up and selling it. I'm just saying that like the here's the pro- this has happened 24 whole fucking times, you guys. This is a problem. We've added three minutes to this these 24 games out of I'm get whatever I don't know, but that's that's the deal. But my question is because I don't actually know. It says um they have to face at least one batter. Don't they have to face three? That's what I always thought too. There's a three batter minimum. Right. So does he have to face three? Like I need that means I think it just means like you can't you can't pull him off the mound. You can't pull him off. Right. He's gotta face a guy. I kinda this- I don't I don't hate this because I think it gives a nice advantage to the offense for the first time. Like the defense has always had the advantage in this sort of level and now the offense mm-hmm. has it. Sure. You know? Yeah. Like you see who's on the mound, now you can pick your your batter. Like we've never really been able to make sure that that happens sure. before. So I don't I don't mind it for like uh, defensive, we want to see more balls in play sort of thing. Right. But I also under- I understand what you're saying. But also it was only 24 times, so what does it matter if they change the rule or not? Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's kind of fucking stupid is my thing. Like, this, all of this is kind of fucking stupid. 20 seconds to 18 seconds. Like, all right, we've got no, I like this the year. We got all our data. We've like we've like crunched all the numbers, and it's seven minutes longer. And we added three minutes to games 24 times this yeah. whole fucking season. So what do we need to do? Re- reduce the number of seconds and then um, mound visits. You know what I mean? It's just like, we're tightening it up so much over like these, we've been talking about this forever, shaving seconds off of a three hour long game. Like it just seems really silly. And I will tell you that the players association response to all the rules was here. I got their statement right here. As they made clear in the competition committee, players strongly feel that following last season's profound changes to the fundamental rules of the game, immediate additional changes are unnecessary and offer no meaningful benefits to fans, players, or the competition on the field. This season uh, should be 
to gather additional data and fully examine the health, safety, and injury impacts of the reduced recovery time, that is where the focus should be. So yeah. that's the statement from the Players Association. And so I totally the 2018 agree. was a compromise to meet some meet have them be the same. It was just kind of like a fuck you compromise because yeah. the players hate change and the owners hate baseball. Yes, hundred percent. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I still like the better minimum, the better facing minimum thing though. I think it. I don't know. I'd have to see it in play because sometimes when they put out like decoy pitchers, I'm like, ugh. Right. Decoy pitchers. This is obnoxious. Right. But sometimes I'm like, ooh, look what they did. That's very clever. Like, it depends on what team I'm rooting for. Right. That point. But so, it doesn't happen that often. It's not like it happens every fucking day. Well, now it can't happen not, anymore at all. And that's that's but, what I'm thinking. But can, you put a de- but can you put a decoy hitter out now? I don't know. Well, you know what I mean? Well, we've been there. We always do that shit. We put someone in the fucking on-deck circle, and then you pull them out. Like, we do that all the fucking time, right? Next year, next year they're going to take away that, they're too? Be like, no more of that, maybe. I don't know. Like, we're taking the fun out of the game. Exactly. <laughs> What is it? But I but I like I like the statement following last season's profound changes to the fundamental rules of the game. Like I'm serious, you know what I mean? Like I totally yeah. agree with that. It resonates with me deeply. And like this is not the time for this. This is not the time for this. This is the time to like fucking keep getting used to this. Collect the data. Like figure out what's going on before we fucking make more. Cra- like why? Why we just did it? We just changed so much. So much. Why do we need? Why was that not enough? Why do we got to do more? I don't know. So anyway, that's what they, that's what they are. Are there any more? There's nothing about any, um, bat boys or (laughs) anything this year. (laughs) Shit. No. (laughs) Yes. The bat boys are going to be like time trialed. They have to run back and forth. (laughs) Did any bat boy get fired or fined for not? for being late last year after that rule that's a really good question no they were probably like oh fuck i'll put it out on twitter (laughs) better shape up i want to do my volunteer job (laughs) that's not volunteer they make quite a bit of money oh fuck i don't know if they make a a bit of money but i know that they're like you know 20 something men right they're not kids they're not kids they're They're like they're called clubhouse assistants and they are they're in the clubhouse until like midnight 1 a.m getting okay. shit ready for the next day for everybody never mind you guys fucking yeah. do that shit good job <laughs> that's that's the that's the big real changes Nothing those else. are them the the runner's lane which is fine no one's mad about that 18 oh. seconds instead of 20 fucking stupid four mound visits instead of five and you can't throw out a decoy pitcher four mound visits instead of five except that if you like let's say you're going into the third and you've only used up three mound visits then you still only get one in the ninth right you don't get two so yeah you get one in the ninth and and that that kind of that reminds me of like uh I, i actually don't know i probably should know how many how many challenges you get in a game like how many times you get to go to New York? Oh, I don't know, like two but, or three, unless you win yours. But it's like by the time you get, like, yeah, you got like two or three, unless you win, right? And then like, at but the it's so end, arbitrary. Though, but then oh, sorry, towards sorry. the end, I don't even think it's the ninth inning. I think it's like maybe the seventh. They're like, oh well, we'll. It's the umpire's discretion whether they want to go, and they always let you go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you use them all up by the seventh inning, you still get them. You know, so right. like, this is kind of how I feel about mound visits. It's like, well, if you use them by the ninth, and if right. you use them all up. And like you said, like you can get a mouth visit in the ninth. Th- those are the big ones. All right. Well, they're yeah. not as big as last year. No, so that's great. No, they're t- that's why I call them rule tweaks. They're tweaks. And the the runners lane. I am like very, very, very glad to hear it. 
I don't think anybody's mad about that, but I think no. as a I think as a package, the players' association was like, nope. Like as a package deal, we say no to all of it. You know. Yeah, that's kind of how you got to do when you bargain a contract like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're like, we well, that one's fine, but we don't like the other three. So but. I don't think anybody can watch that Trey Turner clip from the World Series and say that he was out of the lane. Nope. Nope. Like at all. So that's probably where that stems from. I wonder how he feels about it. Hmm. I'm like, let's go. We should have him on. Well, since we haven't talked. Yeah. Hey, Trey, <laughs> come on, Brewers, babes. I know I talked about your face looking like a punch me face a little bit last year, but uh, we <laughs> changed on. our tune on that. <laughs> yeah. So we haven't talked in so long, so I know that we're missing a lot of stuff here. But is there anything else really pressing on your head about baseball that you want to talk about? No, I mean like the the Brewers have made aside from like the big fucking trades that we talked about and the big deals signing um, Reese Hoskins and trading Corbin Burns, obviously like. In case y'all haven't been paying attention. Oh, yeah. We already talked about Wade Miley and Colin Ray. We got a first baseman, Jake Bowers. And we got a Eric Haas mm-hmm. catcher. Um, we traded Tyrone Taylor and Adrian Hauser. Oh. Two cuties. Two, Two cuties. Cuties the Mets. Damn it. Yep. So, oh. and then we already talked about um, Jackson Churio. And we already talked about Pat Murphy. So, and mm-hmm. Ricky Weeks. So, I think we're, that's, that's the shit. I mean, as far as Brewers news. The other shit, like the everyone already knows this, but the Dodgers spent a billion dollars this offseason. Essentially on two players. A billion on two players. And one of them was a pitcher who can't pitch for the full year. You okay. were talking uh, right, right. <laughs> but you were you were talking about um Cheerio earlier and you're like, this man has not even like he's not even played in a major league game. Neither has Yamamoto. Like he's yes, he's played in Japan, but he hasn't played in a major league baseball game. He has the mm. the largest contract for a pitcher in MLB history, and he has never thrown a pitch in an MLB game. That's so interesting because in Japan they use the tacky baseballs. Mm. And the tacky baseballs juice up the spin rates a lot. Whoa. Oh my God. So they're putting a lot of money into somebody who they've never like seen play a game with MLB balls. MLB balls. Holy shit. You're blowing my mind right now, Lisa. Because they're testing tacky balls in double A, which is where Jackson Churio spent like the first half of last year. Are testing tacky balls? I didn't even know that. Yeah. And and, well, in like the Southern League double A for the first Mm -hmm. half of last year, they tested it and his numbers were down. And then when they went back to the regular ball, and like non-tacky ball that MLB uses, he fucking raked. Whoa. You know? So like it's definitely – those balls have an effect on him. So it's really interesting that you'd spend so much money on, on a person who's been using the tacky balls. Yeah, no shit. Wow. That's incredible. I'm like, we don't need to talk about Shohei. Like we we could, but everyone's already – we are we – are, everyone's already read up on it. <laughs> if you're listening yeah. to this, you've already read up on Shohei. But like that salary deferment shit is crazy like – yeah, the, I, state, I the state actually, of California is like, we have to change the way we do laws because we're losing so much tax revenue here. Whoa, really? Yeah, they're like, because Shohei, he's going to pay taxes wherever he's living when he gets those deferred payments. Oh, my God. And he's not going to live in California anymore. He's going to live, I don't know, somewhere like Delaware or wherever. Yeah, where, yeah you why know, wouldn't he? <laughs> right? Wow. So California's like, whoops, guess we better figure out how to take yeah. some cream, cream off of that top. Wow. Yeah, that's it's just it's mind blowing. The Dodgers are like, yeah, that I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the Orioles are thinking with Corbin Burns. Like, we got this. <laughs> 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 what do you think? <laughs> 
Yeah, dude, Shota Imanaga, who the who the Cubs picked up, also has never thrown an MLB ball. So wow. I have to be like, oh, let's be worried about him. But he's been throwing sticky balls. This is amazing so, to me. This news is like right. mind blowing. Can you see my face? Like, you know what I think it is? I think that MLB really, really wants a piece of the Japanese market. Mm-hmm. And they know that they have to put Japanese players in in order to get that piece. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Like, I, lo- I love that. Let's do it. But it doesn't mean that we should be worried about Shota because dude's never thrown an MLB ball. Wow. I am so – this – man. What is it? February 4th? I'm so, <laughs> so fucking excited for baseball. I can't wait to watch how this all plays out. I'm so psyched. I know. I know. And you're going to opening day for the Nats. Yes. Um, I don't have tickets yet, but I am going to go. I'm super psyched. And while I'm there, I'm going to link up with Patty and Potty Moth from the No Crying in Baseball podcast. We were able to link up with them recently when we did a live stream with a whole bunch of women baseball podcasters, which was really exciting for us to do in this off season. Yeah, we had a Galentine's Day episode with those ladies with um, Kelsey Bird and Jana from Babes Babes. And Susie from Bourbon and Ball and the girls from There Is Crying in Baseball, which is a they're all really, really great podcasts. They all have a little bit of a different flavor. They're all definitely worth checking out if you are interested in more women who talk about baseball. And you can also watch this Valentine's Day episode on YouTube. Yeah. It was it was a really, really cool experience. It was so cool mm-hmm. for them to pull us all together. They made us all um our own little Valentine's. They like figured out who all of our favorite players were and then made us a Valentine based on it. It was so, so super cute and amazing. And I can't wait for us to collaborate more with yeah. all of them in the coming yeah. season. We should all go to a game together too. That'd oh be my fun. God, we should. Okay. Well, I know we, we covered a lot here because we haven't talked to each other about baseball or any of this or any of this stuff in a couple of months. But I'm so fucking excited that baseball is almost here. The sun is shining in Milwaukee. There's no snow on the ground. It's warm out. It's very weird and uncomfortable, but it means <laughs> that baseball is a little bit closer. And I can't wait. This is going to be another season. And I'm so glad that we're doing season two. Me too. This podcast. I'm, I'm so super psyched. I've been like like baseball dumping on other people. And I'm like, I need to, I need to get together with Lisa. Like I need to talk to Lisa about this. I'm like... There's been there's there's been times when Jamie like is asking me a baseball question. I'm like, I'm saving how I feel about it to talk to Aaron. You can hear about it on the podcast. <laughs> you can listen. Uh, okay, so but we'll be back with another episode in a couple of weeks. We can talk about how spring training is going. Neither of us are going to be able to go to spring training this year, unfortunately, but that doesn't mean we won't be paying attention to it. Um, in the meantime, you can find us online. We're on Twitter at Brewers Babes. We're on Instagram at Brewers underscore Babes. And you can also email us if you have any questions or ideas for a show at BrewersBabes at gmail.com. We would love if you would like and subscribe and rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you around the time spring training starts. If you are going to spring training, let us know. Send us your spring training outfits. Let's yeah, wearing down there in in Arizona. Show us your socks. Yeah, let's show us your socks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll catch you later. Bye, babes. Bye, babes. Mm-hmm.